let him go. Welcome everyone to On Podcast, the Microsoft Podcast, where we talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. I'm your host today, Kareem Anderson. I'm joined by the world's greatest co-host, Arif Bacchus. Yeah, and we're here to bring you all of the news in Microsoft World for the week of June 10th, I believe. So uh, let's uh, get this going uh, and start off with our kind of rundown of what to talk about today. We have tabs in the Windows 11 File Explorer going live for some people, which doesn't include me. Yeah, we'll have a rant about that uh, later on in the show. We will also be talking about uh, Xbox news, which uh, we broke into four parts because there's a lot this week about it. Uh, you know, just we had our game, we had a gaming conference. Microsoft is now releasing this information as well, so we'll be talking about a lot of gaming things as well. Uh, what do we have on tap for the third topic? Hololens drama because there's like new Hololens drama every week. One week we thought it was dead, now uh, it it might be dead because Alex Kipman, who is the Hololens inventor, he has officially he is officially out at Microsoft. And there's one bit of good news which might mean that it, that it'll stay around at least for ten years. And I'll tell you why uh, later on about that. Then we'll jump into our fast recap where we talk about Windows 11 version 22H2 uh, now out for wider testing in the release preview channel. And then we also have some news about Microsoft scaling down its operations in Russia. Yeah, we'll get into why they're doing that. I mean, for those of you who are living under a rock. Uh, then we'll be talking about uh, a bug that happened, I believe, in the middle of this week that started uh, giving people a version of 22H2, which shouldn't have been out there. And then we have news about the Surface Duo 2. Yeah, that surprisingly had uh, an update uh, at the middle of this week that uh, people were excited about. We'll tell you all about what's in that update if you have a device, uh, a Surface Duo of your own. And then we'll be talking about Mixed Reality Toolkit. Uh, we have a lot of HoloLens stuff, like you said. And we'll be talking about uh, what's coming, new, what's new with that update uh, later on in the show. And then in the week ahead, we have the Xbox and Bethesda showcase, which should be starting in about two hours' time, which is why we moved our podcast back an hour so you could go ahead and watch the big show. Yeah, and then we'll be talking about a new search widget that was found in Windows 11 that could be making its way to uh, everybody else, maybe in the future. Then also we have, next week, we have a special guest on our podcast, which is the man that is known as Computer Clan from YouTube. Yeah, so all of that uh, being said, let's get into the news today. Yeah, and the first topic is tabs in the Windows 11 File Explorer going live for some people. Now, if you follow me on Twitter, you saw that I went on a huge rant about this. And it's because Microsoft finally delivered on one of Windows 11's most anticipated features ever. And it is the tabbed interface for the File Explorer, which is what they teased, I think it was back in April, at their Windows Powers the Future of Hybrid Work event. And it basically... Works as it suggests, you get tabs at the top of the title bar in the File Explorer so you could jump between your different folders without needing to open Windows. But the problem is right now, this isn't testing in the Windows Insider Dev Channel in build 25136. And the problem is that Microsoft is A-B testing the feature, meaning some people have it, and some people do not. I know you have it and you had a chance to play with it. And I'm the person and there were a couple of other people on Twitter who are majorly upset with the fact that this major Windows 11 feature is not available for everyone for testing. And they're just testing it with a small group of people so they could get proper feedback before rolling it out to a wider audience. 
Yeah, I have to uh, at least raise my hand and take a little bit of credit for getting you riled up yesterday because I, <laughs> uh, after getting uh, the update, uh, at least downloading it to my system, going through the whole process, restarting everything, also didn't have it. Uh, and, you know, both you and I were talking offline about how upset we were with, you know, the idea that you have a dev channel for people who want everything. They're, 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 they've opted into this. Maybe the people in the beta want a few things. They prefer stability over uh, features, but the dev channel is, you know, for people who either have a secondary device or just, you know, a balls to the wall saying, like, I want everything and I will deal with the consequences. And to A-B test that group just seems a weird and, and kind of, you know, slap in the face for, for the dev channel. Anyway, uh, I ended up following some people online as well on Twitter, and one person in the comment mentioned uh, restarting your device after getting the update and having it show up. Mine showed up. Uh, so I had to backtrack a little bit on that uh, on that rant that you were going on. Uh, <laughs> I do have it. It is uh, a nice feature. It, you know, like I said, you talked about them mentioning it in April, but I want to go back like four years, three and a half, four years to when they introduced sets, which was, you know, basically the initial onset of, you know, tabs coming to the interface. I mean, they're supposed to be coming to every app, but, you know, they've refined it and just done it for File Explorer, which makes more sense now these days. Um, in my, you know, I guess 12 hours of use on it, it's like I said, it's great, but I'm also of the mindset that when I use File Explorer, I use it to get something and then I put it away. I don't necessarily leave it on my desktop in order to have several tabs open. Now, I know if you have certain projects that you, you know, you're mixing uh, different uh, softwares and things like that. If you're, you know, using Excel and you need some copy pasting from another thing in maybe Word or something like that. You know, being able to quickly do that and leave it open uh, to, to you know, run those kind of things side by side is great. Um, but like I said, I open and close it. The one thing I did notice is that at least on my system, which is you know has 32, gig, 32 gigabytes of RAM, uh, you know, uh, high-end RTX graphics, things like that, it is a little bit slow uh, when opening up new tabs. And you know, it's not like you know, just, you know uh, chugging along, but it is noticeable that uh, there's a different speed at, uh, when opening. File Explorer fresh from the the task manager or yeah, from your taskbar down at the bottom to opening up a tab. And again, I don't know if it's rereading everything, reloading everything. Uh, and it also doesn't necessarily keep in mind uh, the way you have things sorted. I have a particular way that I sort my file explorer, which is I sort by type and order by uh, date modified. So I know you know the, the last thing I, I, I modified or adjusted is always going to be at the top. When I open up a new tab, it doesn't keep that in memory, at least at least of not as right now. So it's in rough development. Uh, but again, I think everyone in dev should at least have an access, should have access to it. The more people talking about it means the more things that they can, you know, address much quicker. I, I agree. This, like I said, it's one of the most fe talked about features in Windows 11. And you don't see Google doing this or you don't see Ma uh, Apple doing it in Mac OS where, or in Google and Chrome OS. Like Google has the Canary channel for Chrome OS and anyone could enable the flags and try out the features that, uh, that they are upcoming features for the next update. And in Mac OS, Apple has the public beta program. And other than the fact that certain Macs can't run the new versions of macOS. Everyone has all the new features to try. So the fact that Microsoft is limiting people to trying one of the most amazing Windows features in a while, it's just really aggravating and it's just really highly upsetting. And I hope that in the future, stuff like this, they don't really roll it out to small audiences and they give the chance, everyone a chance to try it out. Well, yeah, and I, like I said, it's a numbers game. Imagine if you're yeah. A-B testing and part of your A group 
and uh, doesn't like it. So you say, all right, scrap the idea. When who knows, the B group might have found total functionality. Out of this. Exactly, this is your dev yeah. channel. You have way more people in this area. It'll again, it may never even get to beta. Who knows if it'll ever get out of the dev channel, but at least give everyone in the dev channel access so that you have more voices and you can kind of coalesce all those voices. I mean, this is a company that's based on stuff, self on telemetry. The more uh, data points it has, the better it can make decisions. Why are they, you know, kind of A-B testing this particular feature or any feature uh, at this at this juncture? Just throw it all in the dev. I, I, like, I believe you have the uh, spotlight. The search bar on the desktop and other don't people don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is, again, I think we both of us should have all those features. Everyone in the dev channel should. So we're going to keep hammering on this. You hear this, Nadella? Until you fix this uh, or get whoever's in charge of Windows, Panos or whatever, to acknowledge that, hey, dev is where we just dump everything and we will let the cards fall where they may. And a, a second new feature in the build. Uh, my rant is over now, I promise. I'm not going to go back to talking about tabs. But a second uh, feature in the build is the fact that there are now dynamic widgets on the taskbar. I think Microsoft is testing the uh, stocks widget right now uh, in right in place of the weather widget, where you get you could you're able to see your your stocks without actually opening the widget itself. And they're working on additional ones for sports as well as breaking news. So another new Windows 11 feature to talk about there. I mean, you may have promised that you're going to rant, but I don't even have that. So again, <laughs> I just need some weird features here and there. Uh, again, my rant's over. I do want to mention, though, that uh, one thing I forgot to uh, talk about was the layout of the, the new File Explorer, because along with tabs comes a new uh, layout on the sidebar, which is a little cleaner, a lot more spacious as far as being able to see content. And the way they organize it is through, I think, for most people, or at least people who have Office 365 or uh, you know uh, storage subscriptions to OneDrive, they prioritize that uh, file system above you know your uh, this PC stuff. Uh, and again, it's all broken down in sections that are very clear. I know that sometimes when you have the sidebar and you have a bunch of things open, uh, different folders open down the sidebar. For those of you who are power users, you know exactly where your stuff is. For those of us who aren't, it can get a little bit confusing. You don't know where your PC starts, where a storage device that you've connected starts, or where your OneDrive uh, file system, which you know stores all your stuff in the cloud, ends. So uh, when you get, if and when you guys all get the new version of this file explorer, just take note of that. It's, it's really nice. It's really clean. Uh, I actually like using it a lot. But enough about Windows now. Let's move on to Xbox because there was a lot of Xbox news this week. But we just picked out four big stories that relate to Xbox because Microsoft kind of had, it wasn't really an event rather than it was just like a news drop where they dropped like a million Xbox stories at the same time. And there are four of them that we want to talk about. And the first of those is the fact that the Xbox app is now coming to Samsung smart TVs. So basically, you don't need an Xbox to play Xbox anymore. Uh, there are some caveats, but I do want to go back to saying that uh, the re I think part of the reason why they dumped a lot of information is because we had the Summer Game Fest, yeah. which is the replacement for E3. So uh, some of the stuff that they would have released at E3 uh, was kind of poured over to that. I know that they're having their own says the thing uh, in, in a little bit, uh, but I think they're splitting up their news coverage of their gaming stuff over this over this course of this week, essentially. Uh, getting back to the Samsung thing, uh, the caveat is that it, it's 2022 version, yeah. versions of the TVs that have it. So it's a small section of Samsung devices. So if you have uh, this year's TV, say you went out and bought one for the Super Bowl, uh, it should be coming in, and uh, I believe it will be an update that's passed uh, over the air. Uh, so you should, you know, maybe go into, for those of you who actually do go into your uh, Samsung UI, check that out and hopefully it'll be there. And I think it'll just be the cloud version 
of Xbox, which is you know what you have for those of you who have an Xbox and Xbox uh, One or Series X or whatever, uh, it'll be similar to that. Yeah, now, you're basically be able this. to stream stream your games using the Xbox app on the TV. It's basically similar to what you get on the Game Pass app on iOS and Android, but blown up and specialized for Samsung TVs. Yeah, I wonder. Um, I'm hoping they get the resolutions to match because uh, again, they're, they've limited uh, what they're releasing to, so they know the stable of devices out there and what most you know sort of 2K, 4K resolutions are. So it'll be pretty awesome. The other good benefit is again. If you don't, if you like me, haven't had a chance or hadn't had the money or had the uh, accessibility to get a device like a Series X, uh, S, uh, X or S, this is a great substitution. I mean, you no longer will need to have a dedicated space on your, you know, uh, TV stand or anything like that, uh, or your entertainment system. You'll just be able to turn on your TV, get a wireless controller, and start playing. And I believe, uh, depending on what your latency is, you'll be able to do a lot of multiplayer as well. Yeah, and it works with controllers other than the Xbox controller. It also works with the PlayStation DualSense controller and even the Amazon Luna controller via Bluetooth. Yeah, they're getting out ahead of a lot of people. I think this is something that they've been wanting to do for a long time. This will predate their uh, streaming stick. You know, we've talked about that, and we, we suspect that should be coming sometime uh, later or sometime next year, I believe, early next year. So Microsoft is making some moves in gaming. And the second story relates to gaming. What do you need to game? You need a controller. And they have new controller colors now in the Xbox Xbox Design Lab. There are 11 new uh, countries that will be able to use the Design Lab. And they're also launching new colors like soft pink, soft orange, soft purple, and also cameo top cases with matching side caps in mineral cameo, arctic cameo, blaze camo, sand glow camo and forest camo so new colors for the xbox design lab and xbox design lab expanding to new countries yeah the camo stuff is going to be interesting with the new call of duty coming out people will not be able to match their camo to their gun uh if you know if you're so inclined to do so i'm a fan of all kind of shades of green when i when i build up mine uh it, it was this interesting that the design labs i believe was down for a while is uh up, up until yep. about a week and a half ago so maybe this was just a, a lot of you know like what apple does fixing the back end repair to be launched in several other new uh, uh areas and the third story relates to game pass because in game pass now microsoft will be adding the uh, the ability to play some of your own games in the cloud as well as enjoy demos of games and this is called project Morecraft. Yeah, this is going to be, uh, you know, I believe just a new, uh, what do you call it, like a uh, a new testing ground, basically for devs. Uh, devs will be able to kind of get um, ideas and reaction and comments and things like that as they're in, the, in development. Um, maybe we won't have a lot of these, like, you know, uh, day one issues uh, because they'll be having people testing it on a much larger scale than they have had before. You won't necessarily need to go to their website. Uh, which can be kind of convoluted for some people. You might not. You don't have to necessarily sign up for an email subscription uh, to get you know a spam full of their stuff. But uh, through a partnership with Microsoft like this, you'll be able to test out some of the games uh, through Game Pass. So uh, it's again, I believe it's a win-win and another good decision by Microsoft. 
And the fourth Xbox-related story taps into Windows 11 and Edge because uh, some of these stuff have been in testing with Windows Insiders for a while. And the first of those Xbox-themed features in Windows 11 is optimizations for windowed games, which are designed to improve latency and unlock auto HDR and variable refresh rates. And following in with that is a new HDR calibration app for Windows 11, which should help you calibrate and get uh, color accurate accuracy, better color accuracy out of your HDR-enabled display. And I think that was in testing in February, so it's not exactly new. And then third up relating to that is the controller bar, which again was in testing in the Windows Insider dev channel since May 5th. And controller bar, when you click the Xbox button on your controller, you'll be able to see some of your most recently played games. And I'll let you get into the stuff with Microsoft Edge. Yeah, uh, as far as the new stuff for Edge, uh, there are four new features, I believe they said there was. Yep. Um, um, the first up will be personalized gaming homepage. Uh, this is something that they haven't really kind of fleshed out like Stadia has, uh, so they're kind of doing some catch-up there. Uh, the homepage will have things like gaming news, guides, live streams, highlights, tournaments, and, Xbox, and your Xbox Cloud uh, library. Uh, the other thing I believe that they'll be having is um, the new feature, which is a menu in Edge. Uh, Games menu, yep. Gaming menu, which is spotted uh, last or December of last year. So you'll be able to kind of quickly uh, access all your gaming profile and uh, library stuff from this this little new menu. Uh, The other feature that you have will be access to free games like Microsoft Solitaire, uh, uh, Atari's Asteroid, Jewel, and some other like you know, casual games uh, within the browser itself, uh, you know, without having to necessarily jump all the way into uh, xCloud. And then I believe the last one is uh, Clarity Mode, which makes in-game gameplay in Xbox Game Clouds a little sharper and clearer using Edge. So again, I think this is tapping into what you meant as far as the HDR and the very refresh rates, depending on uh, which, uh, I think, which screen resolution and which screen uh, refresh rate you have uh, based on your system and the system that you're running it on. So again, I think these are just filling out the browser portion of xCloud and, and Xbox Gaming, which hasn't been there. Previously, when you go to xCloud, it was basically just to launch a game, and that was all you had. All the other features, you had to kind of go to the Xbox app. Now they're building it in the browser, and ideally, this, uh, because the browser uses a similar code, uh, could, you know, a lot of these features might be ported over to mobile uh, in the future. And all that said, time for the third topic now, which relates to HoloLens. And Drama! And I know you followed this closely. You wrote a couple of stories about it, so I'll let you get to this one. Yeah, our editor-in-chief broke the big news, which was basically that uh, there had been some uh, unfortunate allegations from uh, employees about the misconduct of executives. Uh, there were three big names. I forget the name of the third guy, but I do remember because we had a relationship with uh, one of them, Terry Meyerson, uh, who worked on Windows 10 uh, for, for quite some time. And Alex Kipman, which was the other big name, who's been at the company for over 20 years and is you know, a Microsoft fellow and essentially credited as the inventor of HoloLens, which is you know, Microsoft's uh, push towards mixed reality, uh, augmented reality, virtual reality, and what will be the future in the metaverse, uh, you know, vision that Satya Nadella has talked about over the last three years or so. Uh, once that news broke, it was roughly two and a half days or so, I want to say, uh, that followed and uh, Alex Kipman was the news that then broke out about accepting being or leaving the company. We don't know, you know, we're, we're 
drawing lines to you know say here's the allegations against him he's you decide to leave the company we don't know for sure we know that again we know some details that we're not going to get into because you know these are legal matters and we don't have all the information so it'd be wrong of us to kind of speculate on that but all we do know is that he will be leaving the company and that his division uh which is hololens which ran sort of independently within Microsoft will now be less independent. It will be broken into two groups, uh, which would be a hardware division and a software division. The software division uh, will be going to, uh, what are my details on that? Um, Sky Guthrie will be managing the, basically the, the breaking and division of all of this, but it will be going to, um, make sure I get this right. Oh, here we go. Uh, the Mixed Reality Presence Collaborations Team. Uh, and this is you know, kind of the home of uh, teams uh, and most teams' efforts. So this will be a great spot for them to kind of dump all the software stuff that is uh, going to be happening and that will be transitioning into Metaverse. And then the hardware part, which is the part that we all like to you know, get jazzed about, will be headed under Panels Fine, which leaves a lot of open questions uh, about uh, the future of this. Uh, I mentioned at the top, that uh, you know, uh, prior to this information, uh, there's been a lot of like murky turmoil about the division of Hollands in general because it's going into its military contract. Uh, there were questions and issues about it. The company and the division being able to keep up with the ruggedized uh, requirements that were needed uh, in order to keep the contract, which again is, is slated at like 22 billion over the course of 10 years if everything pans out. Uh, and then there was a brain drain that you know we wrote about as well, where a lot of employees from Holland started moving over to other companies that were you know spending more money, uh, you know kind of poaching them. Meta, uh, formerly known as Facebook, was one of the big beneficiaries of this uh, because they are also just pouring tons of money into the industry to kind of boost their augmented uh, reality uh, vision for their own metaverse as well, which is you know, the brand name of the company. Uh, and uh, there were rumors, uh, or at least reports from, I believe, Business Insider that kept, you know, basically poking holes in the theory that HoloLens um, uh, had a future within Microsoft. There was no update or a third version of the hardware coming out. The software development seemed stagnant for the most part. Uh, announcements during keynotes and, you know, uh, developer conferences and whatnot were sparse and far in between. So there was a lot kind of, you know, misoriented information going around about the division. It was up in the air, it seemed like, and now with him leaving and Scott Guthrie kind of controlling and managing where the two parts are going to go and putting them under, you know, actual divisions that are, you know, uh, uh, tied into the, you know, future of Microsoft as far as Windows uh, and hardware is concerned and as far as team software is concerned. It seems like Holland is kind of getting back on track. I'm not going to say it's going to be big. We're probably not going to see a ton of head, uh, a ton of hardware news up front, but we at least know that uh, they'll be continuing this project for quite some time. Uh, the last bit I will say is that Microsoft did win or did uh, get approved to continue their uh, IVA, IVAS um, uh, portion of testing with the military. So this $22 billion contract was you know it, a lot hinged on this May field test that they had and going into it again it was doubtful uh, at the time based on the reporting that Microsoft was going to be able to pull this off they did so uh, they will continue going on with this and like I said when there's 22 billion dollars at stake I believe that Hololens has a future if if they can keep this contract going even if it's not a consumer feature future. exactly yeah yeah we 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 don't know uh, we you know a lot of us speculate that with Panos Panay he is kind of the father of consumer hardware for Microsoft right now. 
Uh, we expect to see some really cool Surface-esque uh, influences on the next console version of, of uh, Xbox because it's under his watch as well. We saw what he did with the Duo. We saw what he did with, with the Lumia when it was under him. You know, he's he's got a knack for hardware. Uh, with, with Apple, you know, poised to have a headset itself. We know that uh, a lot of times when Apple does something, uh, the Surface team does something similar. So we'll see if, you know, his interest lies in making it uh, – a consumer version of the hardware. Uh, the software parts are, are the probably the more, more important parts as far as Microsoft's concerned. It's a software company. Uh, what they do with Teams, how they port this stuff is super important, which we'll get into our topic about toolkit later on uh, after this section. And that's it. The three main topics out of the way. It's time for the fast recap. And I'll put 10 minutes on the clock because it's five topics to get through as per usual. And the first topic in the fast recap is Windows 11 version 22H2 now up for wider testing in the release preview channel. So basically, the first featured update for Windows 10 is heading towards the finish line, and Microsoft could be getting it ready for release. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's much more to be said on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, And what's new in the first featured update for Windows 11? Well... There's a lot of stuff, but Microsoft hasn't like come up with an official list just yet. But a couple of them, I think we've touched on it before in the podcast, is basically folders in the start menu, tweaks to the taskbar, tweaks to settings. It's mainly a quality of life update for most people. Yeah, this uh, we're we, I apologize because I've been using a lot of this stuff exactly, as a Dev Insider, yeah, yeah. so it all seems like normal things to me. I don't see all of the improvements. For those of you I forget. Who are, who are still stuck with what came out in late October, early November? Uh, there was a lot to be done, uh, a lot to be said. Like you said, there's just adjustments to the to the start menu, which are which are big for a lot of people. Uh, there were very refresh rates and stuff for a lot of other things. I mean, there are a ton of quality uh, life life improvements on this operating system. Uh, many to go into as of right now, but if you want more details, head to our website, and we have tons of write ups on those specifically. And second up is Microsoft scaling down its operations in Russia. Yeah, again, for those of you who have been under rock, Russia is at war with Ukraine. Uh, Microsoft has decided to, at least uh, through cyber uh, security, help Ukraine defend itself uh, against cyber threats and cyber attacks. Uh, I mean, with much of the world kind of uh, turning its back on Russia, at least until it, decide, it decides to cease uh, its invasion of uh, Ukraine, people are kind of pulling out, which Microsoft is doing in turn or as or as a result of. Uh, they believe they said that they will be pulling out around 400 employees um, by the by the by the you know end of whatever you know this they consider their eventual pullout. Uh, I believe their statement was as a result of the changes to the economic outlook and the impact of our business in Russia, we've made the decision to significantly scale down our operations in Russia. We will continue to fulfill our existing contractual obligations with Russia. Russian customers, while the suspension of new sales remain in effect. So, uh, you know, this was interesting because I believe Russia about five years ago tried to wean itself off Microsoft in general. They were going to try some you know, Linux, Linux version of an operating system <laughs> run the government. Right, yeah. It didn't pan out so well, so they kind of came back to Microsoft. And now we'll see with them kind of pulling out. I mean, I, like they said, they'll still be servicing Russian uh, uh, individuals and, and, and uh, operations, but they will be pulling employees out, and probably for their own safety at this point, uh, depending on how this work continues. And third up, a bug caused some people to get Windows 11 version 22H2 on unsupported devices. And this is because Windows 11 
uh, 22H2, it went, like we said at the top of the recap, it went to the release preview channel for testing. And there are actually two release preview channels. One for if you're on Windows 10 and you don't have supported hardware that can get Windows 11, you get a preview of the next update for Windows 10. And then the other is for people who can get Windows 11 and want to preview the next update for Windows 11. So somehow, some way, above cost people who had PCs that aren't supposed to be running Windows 11 to find Windows 11 and to be able to download it in Windows 10. And Microsoft acknowledged it. They said, it's a bug. Wait, 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 wait. You're not supposed to be doing that. And they said they will be investigating it. Yeah, there are, I'm sure there's so many levers, if I can just imagine, for those of you who are fans of The Simpsons, that control level that uh, Homer sits at, that are just full of buttons. There's someone <laughs> sitting there hoping yeah. not to press the wrong button. Someone might have pressed the wrong button that day. And third up, I'll let you talk about the Surface Duo 2. Yeah, well, Surface Duo and Surface Duo 2 got updates uh, this week, uh, June updates. Uh, both of them were significant size. Uh, one was significant as far as features are concerned for the Surface Duo 2, which I believe brought third-party uh, notifications to the glance bar. So those of you who were stuck using uh, you know, just texts and email can now start seeing uh, notifications for like WhatsApp and you know, Messenger and other, other messaging apps. It also brought uh, automatic oh, uh, firmware update, uh, automatic firmware updates for the service for the Slim Pin 2. So uh, not only will you be able to connect it uh, automatically, but you'll be able to pair and update the firmware for the pin itself through the Surface Duo. Uh, I believe when the Surface Duo 2 came out and the Surface Slim Pin 2 came out, neither one of them were uh, in, you know, entirely meant for each other. Uh, you could use it because it was a touchscreen device and it worked fairly well, but uh, they are at least now making them more aligned as far as the development's going and pairing them a little closer to one another. Uh, the last thing I think they brought was uh, some opt uh, optimization features, which should help reduce the effect of battery age, uh, like, which I believe is tied to fast charging. Uh, I don't know if they are slowing it down or what they're doing with it, but uh, your device shouldn't heat as much when you go to ch uh, charge your Duo. So, which, again, heat affects the, uh, the age of the battery, the life of the battery, uh, the hotter it is. The, the worst or the quicker degrades. Uh, and I believe there are some other like stability improvements as far as like the touch and optimizations like that. Uh, the Surface Duo, the, the Surface Duo one got optimizations as well. We don't know the extent of features that are brought to it. I have a Surface Duo one. It seems like a lot got fixed uh, as far as new features are concerned. Uh, it does seem snappier and faster. Uh, I do know that the uh, shutter lag in the Surface Duo two was also updated recently. So Again, these devices are getting some updates. Uh, I believe uh, the guys over at Windows Central, both Zach and uh, Dan, were talking about that this may be the last big update for the summer. Like we may, you know, you may get security updates for uh, July and, and uh, August, but that uh, when Android 12L should be the biggest update for both devices. I believe the Surface Duo One is supposed to get it, and the Surface Duo Two. So if if you haven't gotten this update, go grab it, uh, and then prepared to not have anything else come for the rest of the summer. And uh, last thing in the fast recap relates to Windows Mixed Reality. We know we just had that whole segment about HoloLens and how the future is up in the air and whatnot. Well, despite all of that, Microsoft held its annual Mixed Reality Dev Days, which is basically build, but for people who depend on Windows Mixed Reality and build experiences for Windows Mixed Reality and Windows Mixed Reality headsets like the HoloLens 2. And one of the things that Microsoft introduced there is the Mixed Reality Toolkit 3. And it is something that introduces a new interaction 
action model for gaze and pinch, indirect manipulation, and updated mixed reality design languages, uh, changes to Unity, and improved 2D and 3D inputs for gamepad, mouses, and accessibility. There's a whole long list of changes, and it's something that Microsoft just introduced despite the controversy with HoloLens. Yeah, as we mentioned, uh, I think Ruby said that uh, HoloLens and mixed reality again have seemed to take a backseat from the five from five years ago when it was first introduced and kind of like the you know uh, darling of the company. Uh, we we've been through two iterations. We're waiting on a third. I think it's been about two and a half years or three since we've had any kind of actual hardware updates. But it does seem like the op- like the software version is still going. And I believe we'll be having a guest on pretty soon who can talk to that now. again. I don't have a device. I'm not sure if you have a device still, but uh, uh, it seems like it's still head and shoulders above what's currently available. And we'll see what Apple has uh, to, to bring uh, to the to, to the forefront uh, and see if they can push Microsoft as well. And all that said, Fast Recap is over, which means it's time for our Week Ahead segment. Yes. And in the week ahead, we will be talking about, I believe... The Xbox and Bethesda Showcase, which should be starting in about two hours after you watch us. Yes. Um, like we said, we, the Microsoft has split up its gaming uh, announcements over the course of this week, where it kind of released a lot of information alongside uh, Summer Game Fest. And now we have the Bethesda thing. Uh, we do... We already talked about and reported that two of the big games that were supposed to be coming out this year will be delayed until uh, next year. So, you know, the, they will be coming, you know, addressing that, I suppose, and hopefully showing us, you know, a couple of demos of games that will be coming out uh, next year as well. And uh, the second thing to look for in the week ahead is this new search widget in Windows 11, which was spotted by Rafael Rivera. Yeah, he. Do- I don't know how this man's <laughs> mind works. It's amazing. I want to get in there someday. Uh, he's just like a MacGyver of code, but he found a new widget, search widget, uh, and I believe it's one that we, we should be able to uh, use within our widget panel uh, in the future. Uh, I don't know uh, exactly what it looks like, uh, or if it's, or if we tie it into the Spotlight one, which is, you know, basically just searches the internet. Uh, I know that the current search uh, in, I believe, the taskbar or the, yeah, the search menu itself is fully indexing the operating system and your cloud stuff. So, you know, you can bring up documents, you can bring up apps, it can bring up more relevant information. I wonder if this search widget will just be something that brings up stuff from the internet currently. And all that said, we also have a guest coming up uh, next week on the podcast. We will be talking with Computer Clan. And if you aren't familiar with who Computer Clan is, he's a guy on a YouTuber. And he has about, I think it's around 360,000 subscribers. And he does videos about rare and retro tech, new tech. And recently, he's been doing video about scam tech. And uh, if you aren't familiar with him, uh, in, I'll have the link to his channel in the description. You could check him out, and so you could prep yourself for the big uh, show next week featuring Computer Clan. Yeah, that I mean, you are bringing on all the guests people (laughs) want to see, so I'm excited for this. I hope our uh, our people, our listeners, are excited for it. Uh, So, and we'll be having you know some other people in the future come on as well to talk about other things. And that's it. I think we hit the end of the pod. Ta-da! You can find me at Mindhead One on Twitter. Where can people find you? Be back, Jern. Yeah, and for all of the news, uh, as far as the gaming news is concerned, you can also head over to our website. You can find us on, on Microsoft.com 
or you can head to Twitter uh, at on Microsoft as a Twitter handle. Or if you want to just specialize, you just want the the fire hose of gaming news and nothing else, you could head over to uh, Pinterest, uh, where uh, our our editor Brad is over there, kind of dishing out all of the gaming news uh, for that. Uh, for anything else, you can head over to Instagram, where we kind of give snippets about our podcast. If you want to kind of catch up on, on older podcast things you might have missed uh, from the previous weeks or information news. Uh, you can go there. Uh, I believe that's the only places we're really at, so don't go looking for us anywhere else. And that's it. We hope to see you again soon, everyone. Same place, same time. Yeah, enjoy the uh, showcase later. All Let right, us know everyone. what you guys think. Take care, everyone.